hell's wrong with you? I miss my wrestling. Who's your wrestling? Yes, I, I need my wrestling. All right, man, calm down. It's all good. You know why? Because you were listening to your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at Ten Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. On Twitter at the Inzigiri. And catch your new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So before we start things off, I'd like to say that I've been trying my best to try to record a decent introduction for this show, and it just is not working in my favor. So, fuck it. We're just going to... Whatever comes out, whatever we throw on the canvas, it's just going to be part of the artwork. So if it's a complete shit show, then that's what you're just going to have to deal with. Okay. What's going on, Ten Wrestling Universe? This is your boy, Citrazal, coming to you from the basement with another episode of The Basement Dropkick. It is Friday, February the 5th at about 9 o'clock in the morning. Before we start things off... I like to say that JCL was actually here yesterday, and we were going to record an episode together, but unfortunately, after we stopped at Applebee's, that was just not going to happen, because we got to my place, and he said to himself, he was like, you know what, I don't know if I want to just chill inside for a little bit so that I can maybe let the food digest, or if that's going to make me pass out. Or if I'm just going to drive straight home. I told him, I said, dude, by the time that I sit down, I'm going to be passing out. And that's exactly what happened. By the time I sat down and was going to get myself situated, it, it was not happening. My cat looked at me and she said, you know what? We're, we're going to take a nap right now. And you're going to wake up at about 2 o'clock in the morning with all the regret in the world. You're going to be like, you see... You were going to get a podcast episode recorded, but you had to go to Applebee's and eat the awesomeness. So now you must pay for it. Just like I'm paying for how the stocks are going this week. Okay, moving right along here. Let's see, what do we got for this week? Oh yes, here we go. So, WWE last Sunday, they had their annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And it it was a good show. It was a good show. We're going to do a quick recap of the winners and the losers, and then I'm going to give my top three takeaways of that show. So, results. Pre-show, we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Asuka and Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I, congratulations. Next up, we have Drew McIntyre retaining his WWE Championship against Bill Goldberg in a scintillating 2-minute and 32-second match. It was awesome. Next up on the list, we got Sasha Banks retaining her SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella, and she got the victory by submission. Bianca Belair wins the 30-women Royal Rumble match For a shot at the Women's Championship at WrestleMania 37, the last person that she eliminated was Rhea Ripley. Next up on this list, we have Roman Reigns retaining his WWE Universal Championship in a last-man-standing match against Kevin Owens. Last but not least, we have Edge entering first. 
winning the 30-man men's Royal Rumble match for a world championship title shot at WrestleMania 37, and the last person that he eliminated was Randy Orton. This is my three takeaways from this show. Drew McIntyre getting a clean victory on Goldberg. It doesn't matter that it was only a 2 minute and 32 second match. It's the fact that WWE is paying Goldberg a lot of money for the few appearances, for the short matches that he has. So... Drew getting a clean victory on Bill Goldberg shows how much faith that the company has in Drew McIntyre at this time. Should Goldberg be putting every single person over that he's going against? No. Because sometimes the people that he does beat, it's always setting up for somebody else that they have in mind. But in this case, Drew got the victory and he retained his championship against Goldberg. So... What Goldberg does next, no clue. But this is good news for Drew McIntyre. Second up. So we have Bianca Belair uh, winning the Women's Royal Rumble. It's somebody else besides Charlotte. Uh, it's somebody else besides... like They had Rhea Ripley. They were pushing her for a little bit. and But a lot of people know... She, they're still trying to do... They're trying to create bigger stars within the women's division. I've always had this opinion, even way back when when DB of 2300, myself, when we had our episodes, that the women's revolution was built as a way of getting... It was a way of getting Ronda Rousey to sign a contract in WWE because Ronda Rousey at that time was probably a bigger draw than just about anybody in WWE. So, and I still hold that opinion that the women's revolution was just built to get her on the roster. And now that she's gone now, they're like, okay, so we got to go from here. Now, Sasha Banks having that, having that spot on, Mandalorian and uh, has helped bring some viewers in for people that might have not watched wrestling because that's the whole idea is just trying to get the casual viewers to tune in. You're always going to get the hardcore fans. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, hardcore fans are going to find a way to stick their nose into some wrestling show. <laughs> it's, it's just how it is. It's getting the casual audience, it's drawing them in, which obviously with so much so many options for entertainment these days that has become very difficult to try to draw in new viewers so this is this is good this is good progress uh bianca like she's one of the she's one of the best athletes in the company and it's surprising that i actually took this long for them to to um do anything with her so Okay, last but not least, we have Edge winning the Rumble. So, recently I started diving into the uh, new season of Cobra Kai. And this is how this thought came about with what they're trying to do with Edge. 
There is so much polarization right now going on online as far as people's opinions about older stars and where they are pushed. I mean, when you talk about AEW, we got people that'll bitch and complain about all the stuff that they're doing with Chris Jericho. The fact of it's like, oh, look at this guy. He can't go anymore. He's fat. Uh, these are just words that I'm getting from other people. I ain't trying to say anything because I'm pretty fat myself. So, Except I can't do a lion slot. I'd probably fall and break my neck. So, um... I'm watching Cobra Kai, and I go, man, this is awesome. Karate Kid is such an absurd, it's such an absurd story in itself. It is, it is like 80s all the way. But what they are doing with the show is actually making the movies better. Because it is, it is giving a clear picture of like how things turned out. So, the thing about anybody, whether it be the... Whether it be Sting doing what he's doing, or whenever The Undertaker will make his 50th, um, whenever he's like, oh, I'm, I'm done for now, oh no, I'm gonna come back. Like, it's the way that the story is written out. It is the way that they book the matches that, that these people are in. It, everything has Everything has to just work. Which, in wrestling, is sometimes I could be asking for a bit much, but when things do work, it's awesome. Edge's rumble, um, when when he came back in 2020, and his, and his surprise appearance, that was awesome. Even when, even his, um, his, okay, so his greatest wrestling match ever with Randy Orton, yes, everybody could say that it was, that, that they did a bunch of editing, and that it was, you know, they... If there was any mess-ups in the match, they they could have fixed it. It doesn't matter. It still was good. It was good viewing material. That's exactly what they need to be doing with guys like Edge. And Edge can go. Like he can he can probably go better now than when he than shortly before he retired. He looks a lot better now than than back then. Whether he, I mean the the question's going to be is that so online they said that. Edge is going to be on a full-time schedule, which uh, we'll see how that works. Because when he came back, they, before they were saying that he only had so many, that he was going to make limited appearances. But now, they're saying that he's going to be on a full-time schedule. So, I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. <sighs> it's too soon to come to conclusions as to what they're going to do with Edge. So... On NXT, they had Edge make an appearance. It was during a promo where Pete Dunne called off Finn Balor so that he can challenge him for an opportunity at the NXT Championship at NXT's next show, TakeOver Vengeance Day. So during that, Edge comes out and he says... WWE often focuses on the E, but NXT focuses on the W, and that's fun. He's a fan of NXT. He puts it over as a place where he regained his passion, He's, and he sees a lot of himself, good and bad, in Pete Dunne, and puts over Balor as being on another level. Edge promises, oh, he's going to watch TakeOver because the NXT title is something he's never had. It's intriguing, and their fight may cause him to make his choice. So I'm talking to a friend of mine about 
what they're going to be doing with Edge. And he says, I don't really see that Edge is going to be going for the NXT Championship. However, before Edge even made his return, there was interviews, I believe. I don't, I can't, I can't name the source off the top of my head and I don't feel like looking it up right now. Where he was talking about that some of the guys that he wanted to face, that Finn Balor was one of them. So, if Edge were to challenge Balor for the NXT Championship, would it be good for Edge to beat Finn Balor? Or is it so that he can put... You see, that's that's where the intrigue comes in. It's that... Where do you go if Edge were to do that? Would that... Would that show, like, okay, so so a guy that is in his 50s, yes, he's a legend and everything, but, like, is it really a good look that he just beat NXT's current dominant champion, you know? On the flip side, a lot of people say, well, this will get a lot more eyes on the, on the product, and that's kind of, and they're still, NXT has been considered a third brand, for quite a while now, ever since ever since they had their ever since they decided to go live against um, AEW Dynamite, that they're trying to push it as a third brand, that it's not a developmental brand, and that they have guys like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa who are like, you know what, we don't want to leave NXT anytime soon. Just keep us on this. Just keep us in this brand. Let's let's build this up. This is. This is good. This is good. What would it mean for Edge's... What would it mean as far as... Will he continue his story with Randy Orton? Is that story over so that Randy Orton can move on to... Whatever the hell they're doing with him and The Fiend and... And Alexa Bliss. Good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff that... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of different ways that they could go about this. It's not, it's not predictable, it's not predictable, um, show writing, which is something that everybody always talks about. It's like, you know, this gets boring. We don't, we already know what they're going to do before they do it. So, this is good. It's good, man. It's good. Now, speaking of, uh, some... Crazy events going on in wrestling. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about what they've been doing in AEW lately. It's been insane the amount of stuff that's been going on. So, I don't even remember when the last episode I did was, or like the last Basement Dropkick episode. Where, <clears throat> my gosh, it's like it would have been like probably been about four or five. I don't know, four or five months losing track. You know. What's well, four or five months? So right now, Kenny Omega's current AEW World Champion, and they've been they've been doing a lot of cross promotion stuff. Like they've been doing stuff with Impact Wrestling. They've been doing stuff with New Japan. The Good Brothers have like even though they're 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 signed with Impact, they've been making appearances on AEW programming. And Omega, he had his he he had his match. At Impact's last pay-per-view or whatever that was. And then all the stuff going on with them wearing like Bullet Club stuff. And the fact of 
um, Tama Tunga, like going going on Twitter and just talking about like, oh, you're you're not real Bullet Club. This is some bullshit. This is this is setting. Uh, everybody was wondering if New Japan was going to be doing anything with AEW, and AEW has made it clear that they will be. They are willing to work with all the companies out there. I mean, if they, they will probably be open to working with WWE if it wasn't for the fact that Vince McMahon just is not about that right now. This is good. This is good for wrestling. It gets more eyes on a product. That's what it comes down to. AEW and all these other companies are benefiting from this. So, on the last show, they had the uh, the main event. The main event on the last show was... So, it was... Uh, come on, where the hell is it? Jeez, I'm just trying to pull this up here. Stupid computer. Okay, so we have... Death Triangle and John Moxley against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Death Triangle being Pac and uh, Ray Phoenix. Exactly. And Good Brothers are Anderson, Gallows, and Kenny Omega. Great match. It was a great match. Uh, the end came when Ray Phoenix got magic killered. And, uh, yeah. Omega hits the knee to Pac, keep him out of the ring, cover, one, two, three, all right. So, after that match happened, there was shenanigans, and Moxley was attacking, he was trying to attack Kenny Omega, and then out of nowhere comes a man with a mask, and he was all covered up. He takes his shit off, it is Kenta, and Kenta hits, he hits Moxley with a GTS in the show, and he's got his go-to-sleep club shirt on. It was awesome. So, Moxley right now is the current New Japan United States champion, I think it is, or Intercontinental champion. And so they're tr so they're trying to work a program because with uh, trying to get Kenta and Moxley do their thing, and so maybe when they finally do their shows in New Japan, that it's just, it's crazy. That's all I'm saying is that where do they go from here? Where did they go from here? Are we going to see even more appearances from other New Japan wrestlers? Are we going to <laughs> Are we going to be doing anything with Okada and Omega? Is Dave Meltzer going to cream his pants at the idea of Okada and Omega having a match on Dynamite television? Is that possible? Who the hell is messaging me? <sighs> Oh, it's just my, uh, well, my buddy's talking about stuff having to do with the stock market. I'm taking a look at this. And what the hell is going on with AMC? Come on! Come on, you fucks! <sighs> Prices just went down again. <sighs> Come on, Elon Musk. Do your thing. Start talking about that shit, you know, like you do with Dodge Coins. Okay, so Chris Jericho recently, he, he was... Everybody's been giving him shit about the way that his physique looks and the fact that he's a much fatter guy than he, than maybe even how he was last year. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what to say about this. I can't talk personally cause I look like, I look like shit right now. Um, I've been trying to go to the gym and it's just been a big pain in the ass. 
So Jericho, he, on one episode of Dynamite, he hit a lion salt, but he barely hit the lion salt. Like, he barely rotated over, and that just created the floodgates of bullshit coming at him from people on social media talking about how old and fat he is and he shouldn't be doing that. And of course, Jericho, being the guy that he is, he was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, the very next show, he hits a picture-perfect lion salt. He goes for the pin, and he looks right at the camera and gives the biggest shit-eating grin on his face, as in, yeah, take that, I can still do that. So, I don't know what to say about this, because, like, I mean, who, does, does, is this just part of Jericho's act where he's like, you know what, I'm getting older now, I don't really care, I can still do a bunch of stuff that, that I've been doing for years, it's just the fact that, you know, I gotta take my time with doing this, it's not like, it's not like, um, you know, Jericho's not a power wrestler. He doesn't have to worry about, like, oh my god, can the under... It, 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 would the Undertaker be able to tombstone pile drive this guy without dumping Goldberg on his head? Which actually moves on to the next topic. So, Goldberg... Uh, no, no, not Goldberg. So, Undertaker, at a recent... Um, in one of his recent interviews, talking with Joe Rogan, he, uh, he mentioned how... He was like, oh yeah, you know, the, the, the current the current roster, the, the, the current people in wrestling, like, they are, um, he called them soft. He was like, yeah, it's not like how it was back in the day, you know, um, when, when men were men and, like, and things were taken care of differently. It was just a different locker room atmosphere. And everybody's had their, everybody's had their opinion on this. Uh, like, you know, Goldberg was saying, like, oh yeah, they're not the same, and, you know, that's what I mentioned. When Goldberg had his match, his Saudi Mania match against Undertaker and he got dumped on his head, it was like, I wonder if Goldberg was like, no, you got to give me a real tombstone pile driver. Show how much of a man that I am. It's. There's different standards in wrestling these days. Um, you know, wrestling in general has always been, it's, it's always had that, what's the thing that Vince McMahon was talking about? The, the carny atmosphere, he wasn't even trying to say it to be an asshole. He was just saying it because that's how it is. It's it's their road schedule and, like, what well, you know, when people are doing this full time and, like, if you... <clears throat> so he's trying to get away from that. But there's still certain things in place. Like, I mean, if, like, Undertaker would say uh, the atmosphere was different. Like, oh, if somebody were to, somebody were to start shit, like, you know, it wouldn't be, like, at a regular employer where, you know, oh, I'm going to talk to my bosses about this. No, they would like, they'd be like, you know what? We're going to beat the shit out of you. We got, we got knives. We got guns. We're going to take care of business. We're going to, we're going to have a court session. You know, there's like, there's just so many different pieces of lingo and everything that like me just being a fan won't even know where to start with all this. That's why, that's why a lot of wrestlers, whether they be, ones that are currently wrestling right now or even the older ones they're like if you're not in this business you don't you're not even you're not even getting the tip of all the shit that goes on within this business you know so that's why a lot of wrestlers come to they they get very defensive when people like myself or whether it be any of the many 
many different opinions that you get online that we're just looking at from a fan perspective. So, but at the same time, when it comes to what fans want to see of the show, that's that, that that's where it becomes a different that's where it becomes a different story because it's kind of like going to a restaurant. You don't go to a restaurant and say like, "Oh, I don't like the way that this steak tastes," and then you know you're gonna have a chef that goes, "Well, you can just make it yourself. You don't know what the hell you're talking about." So, going back to what the Undertaker was talking about, I don't even know why I drifted off into that. So what the Undertaker was talking about, uh, it, it led to a lot of people saying like, I think it was uh, Edge was somebody that was, Edge was somebody else. He was talking about. He said he came to the defense of wrestlers now that anybody who steps into the ring, regardless of what era it is, they are special. It, it is it is still an extremely tough job. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how how sanitized and how corporate places like WWE can be or like you know or any of the television sh- it's still an extremely demanding job S- so regardless even if somebody were to get into wrestling in the year 2021 that you got to give you, you got to give them credit where credit is due but at this, so there was uh I think it was I think it might have been Edge I mean, Tommy Dreamer was another one where certain comments could also be taken out of context. So, Undertaker can have, you can have, like, an interview that goes over an hour, and they're going to take, they're going to, they're going to take the, uh, the one that could cause the most conversation, that's going to cause the most discussion. Like, oh, I can't believe he said this, So so we're going to take this out and this is going to be what the whole interview is all about. Like, Undertaker calling wrestlers soft. I, I, I was listening to part, of the, to part of the show, or I'm just reading up on it. And it, it wasn't that he was even trying to... He, it was taken out of context. It's not a big deal. Let's move on. Former WWE superstar, formerly known as Tyler Rex, comes out as transgender woman Gabby Tuft. I think that's how you say her name. G-A-B-B-I-T-U-F-T. So, there were pictures on Facebook or any of the social media platforms where you saw a picture of Tyler and then you saw a picture of Gabby right next to each other. And... Most of the most of the messages that you're gonna see on like on the Facebook group pages, you know, they're, they're, they'll all be like, "Yes, we're very supportive of that." Um, you know, uh, she looks very happy right now. Obviously, if you were to probably dive into places like Twitter, uh, you, you might get different opinions about that. So this is my take on it. Um, and and I've had this talk with with a couple other people that I know in person, and. Uh, If it's something that makes you happy, if it's something that you want to do, like, then just let the person do it. Who the fuck cares? You know? I mean, like, it's it's one of those it's one of those topics that's just never going to end. And why it's made out to be such a big deal, I don't know. Now, in past ten wrestling episodes, we've talked about 
I think it was uh, when we were talking about, oh, like AEW Dynamite, how they had the uh, transgender women's uh, champion. Now, when it comes to when it comes to legitimate professional sports, you know, anybody who watches South Park, you can see you can see their their take on it. Like, you know, what can happen when you do that? But you see, that that would be an interesting topic of conversation as far as like how do we really handle this, you know? But when it comes to theater, which professional wrestling is. When it comes to theater, why does it matter what somebody wants to do? And Tyler's and and Gabby is not even a professional wrestler anymore. She's retired. So who really cares? If somebody if somebody wants to have a sex change, not a big deal. Let them do it. You know? Life is short. If you want to do something that's gonna make you happy, just do it. That's uh yeah, I just I, I I don't have I don't have the patience to deal with anybody that wants to act like a fucking asshole about it, you know. <clears throat> so WWE recently they signed a deal with Peacock, the streaming platform, so that WW so that WWE content will be streaming on that platform exclusively. Um so apparently the, the 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 price is really not gonna. There's not gonna be a huge change as far as that goes. And I don't I don't use Peacock to really have an opinion on how they are. So I don't know if it's a good move or not. But again, this is all about Vince trying to make moves with other companies and trying to show the investors that hey, look, we're we're actually trying to do more with this company. It's all about trying to boost up, boost their. Boost how everybody sees them as far as like the stock market and everything goes. So hopefully it works out for them. I I thought that it was great for them to have it as an exclusive thing. Like this this is our streaming platform. Um, you know. They put a lot of they, they, they invested a lot into the network. That was like their big thing. So it'll be interesting to see where things go from here. So Bad Bunny recently uh, performed at the Rumble. This was something else I almost forgot about. And uh, a lot of people were like, why do they have him performing at the show? What is the reason for this? The fact that people are even asking this question. This is Vince McMahon doing what he does best. It's trying to get new eyes on a product. No other explanation needed. So either you get it or you don't. That's what it comes down to. Speaking of getting eyes on a pro on the uh, getting eyes on the product, there was an article on four one one talking about how Orange Cassidy, AEW's Orange Cassidy, tops most viewed AEW videos of twenty twenty. <clears throat> According to a list compiled by Fightful, the clip of Orange Cassidy trying against Pocket AEW Revolution was the most viewed AEW video on YouTube last year. That clip, currently available, um, is currently at 13,900,042 views. 
900 or it, it's almost at 14 million views so again that's uh when people might not agree with what they what they're doing with him it's like you know why do you got this guy it's because it brings it because people want to see it people want to see that sort of stuff so you're going to run with it speaking of other uh stuff we had wwe hall of famer sting when he made his aw debut that one drew 2.7 million viewers at the tail end of last year so yes um Sting making his AEW debut draws in 2.7 million viewers and Orange Cassidy trying against Pac 13 or 14 million views. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to wrap up try to wrap things up pretty soon. There's a couple more things I want to talk about. So over on the 2300 Wrestling Podcast side, that's also available on Anchor FM. Recently, he had uh, DB Richards and Dave Keener had Bay Ragney on the show, also known as Chubby Dudley. He was a uh, former guest on one of the uh, past 10 Wrestling Podcast episodes. So that was the latest episode. Um... Any, anybody who's interested in some of the independent names and everything, like, take a look at his show. He's, that's, that's, that's his thing. He's, he's cranking out, like, a couple episodes a week. Good shit. I can't play catch-up on there, because I haven't, I haven't done, a I haven't done any recordings in, <laughs> it's, I think it's been, like, six months. I don't even know what gave me the motivation to do one this morning. So, um, so, yeah, check out his stuff. Also, Something else to mention for anybody that's on the uh, 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions page. So, after WrestleMania is over, the Fantasy Wrestling page is going to be doing a new season. And I need to have a talk with uh, with the rest of the uh, 10 crew that's in charge of running that operation about possibly getting the prizes set up that we did have in mind for this season. But because of everything going on with COVID, that just... Uh, that got put on hold. But based on everybody's interest with the with the Rumble poll that uh, Dave and company ran over at 2300 and seeing that uh, that got a lot of interest in that. So the whole idea that I pitched as far as the uh, league goes was that whoever wins the league would win a championship title. So, possibly we might still be doing that. It might be next year, or it might be for uh, next season. So, that's something else to keep in mind. Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? We got a. Uh... I'm going to do some plugs. So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, check out the Enzigiri. Uh, the the link is on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is uh, Ten Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. If you're into the fantasy league, then you go over to the Ten Wrestling um, Fantasy Wrestling League page. Then you got Dave and the two Daves. You got DB Richards and Dave Keener doing the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling podcast, and they're just cranking out those episodes 
for all those addicts out there that need their professional wrestling fix. Good stuff. Good stuff. Also, we have uh, let's see what else do we got. I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start talking about my stuff. So I got I got a Twitch account. I got all that crap. Um, I want to do some I want to stream some games, but I need some suggestions on there. So for the three people that might actually be listening, and the one person that might listen to the very end of this episode. If you have anything that you want to see, that you want to see me play terribly on, let me know. Because right now the only thing that I do is uh, get my ass beat in Tetris. <sighs> I believe that's it for this week. Yeah, that's it. So that was that was fun. Um, hopefully on our next episode that we're going to have... We're going to have JCL on, you know, see how that goes. If uh, we go to grab some Applebee's, maybe we won't pass out by the time we're done. We're going to have to limit ourselves, you know. We're going to work things out. So, hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, take it easy, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.